Hello, welcome to Euphoria Season 4, Episode 13. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Uh, as a heads up, this is the last episode before Worlds. Uh, we'll be taking a break. Our producer, Phil, will be going to Japan. I'll be doing some plan stuff. And coming back after plans, our next episode is going to be on the 9th of October. So we'll be recording on the 8th. It'll be releasing on the 9th. And it will be a dive foria episode. I don't know what that's going to look like yet. We haven't figured it out. But trust me, uh, me and the NA boys and Froskeren are going to figure out uh, exactly what's going down. Froskeren's not here. She's taking much-deserved vacation after Athens uh, before Gauntlet. But luckily... The two heroes of the hour, the last-minute emergency guests have shown up, and like I couldn't ask for better guests. I got Mickey and Yamato. Thank you both for being here. How you feeling after Athens, Mickey? You, um, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> kind of relieved, I guess, <laughs> more than like really happy. Um, yeah, it was a fun series compared to last split. It was like a bit close, so we had to like a bit sweat for it. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. Do you think you're just saying it's a bit close now because you can like it's been a day? Do you think that maybe after the series you would have said that it was like really, really close? Um, I mean, yeah, it was like I mean, it shouldn't be really, really close <laughs> because game five should have been a stomp, but then we like got a bit overconfident after we got like a few kills, and uh, <laughs> yeah, then we kind of started throwing, so yeah, it was closer than it should have been, but yeah, it was still pretty close. Yamada, how did you feel about Athens? You were here with us on the broadcast side of things. I, I had a lot of fun. I felt like, um, you know, the series was, was perfect because I think what you said summarizes it. You got overconfident game five of the finals. <laughs> that's that's crazy to even think of. <laughs> it was um, a fun, fun series. I got to do some booth action as well. That's why my voice is a bit effed up. Okay. But uh, all is good. I loved it. Always a all pleasure. Right. Best part of Athens, bet in your opinion, in the experience overall, starting with you, Mickey. Oh, was winning it? Just, it? <laughs> I mean, winning. I mean, yeah, but outside of just like winning it, right? Like, was there like food that you like, like the city, not just the event? Did you get to do anything, or were you just like after party work, Woo! work, 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 work? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, um, that's a very good question. Well, the food was pretty good. We went to like two places that were pretty decent. Um, yeah, the place was nice. I didn't really do much sightseeing, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty cool from, from the distance <laughs> from the hotel. <laughs> a lot of people went to the, what I don't know what it's called, the place Acropolis. Acropolis yeah. yeah, it looked nice from the hotel view, but I didn't go there myself. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, man. You're playing, you're playing, it's a hectic weekend. It's also hard because we weren't exactly placed close to anything. You had to be willing to taxi cab anywhere. Yeah. My, any, was it just the after party? Is that your it's the fondest moment? No, I was just laughing about it because. It's like me and Mickey, at least I'm going to speak for myself. I regret going the moment I go. Always, <laughs> always, food is always promised, and it's these tiny half burgers. Yeah. Half burgers meaning no bun. And like, it was such an awkward size. You couldn't one shot it, you couldn't bite it once. And it was just a disaster. <laughs> yeah. But I'm very picky. Couldn't watch complaining. So this is, this is be me. I was being negative and tired. But um, best part of the event, I think, was just catching up with uh, Mickey, Jankos, Vander. It was always good times. Always yeah. good to see uh, old friends grow in such a way. And uh, Mickey winning the finals was uh, was fun. Yeah, cool. You come so far. <laughs> we both watched you grow up, young man. Look at you. We remember where you were at the start. I remember the dynamic you. Dynamic you <laughs> yeah. with spirit. Oh, yeah. Uh, good sad. times. Um, only, only time I got challenger. The last. Uh, <laughs> I remember the 0 game. Yes. I oh, yeah. It. Against Caps. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> that was just a prophecy. You know, it was funny because Caps, I'd actually like flamed him online pretty hard because he had like a very horrible 
like a Vladimir game, I was like, okay, this Vladimir performance is the worst competitive performance I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. But he was really running it down. It was a Z versus Vladimir, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when he met me, I could f- feel his wrath and anger. <laughs> he was he was stabbing me with Aussie soldiers. <laughs> but I was convinced to play a match, but didn't want to play, so I blame Spirit partially. <laughs> but I ran it down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, the thing that I love about the events now is that because it's, uh, you know, these long-term partnerships and stuff, there's so many people that get to come to the events with their orgs, even if they're not there to play. So you do get to see people like Vander. Uh, I watched Cadrill lose a 1v1 to some random guy, which was really my favorite experience of the weekend was watching Cadrill as Garen mess up his Garen mechanics, which <laughs> up until Cadrill did it, and I didn't think was possible. So shout out to you, bud. Wow. Really making the Excel fans out there feel good. Uh, <laughs> Jungler mechanics. <laughs> Jungler mechanics. What a monster Right back to the Swajwani. No more silence for him. Obviously an insane weekend of League of Legends. Um, the Schalke Fnatic series was anticlimactic. I'll give you that. But Fnatic G2 was insane. And now the gauntlet is coming up. Um, but talking a bit more about G2 versus Fnatic. Getting cocky, getting overconfident in game five, going into game five before the draft, where you guys like, we've got this, no question. Because that's what Yanko said. Yanko said that interview where he's talking about, like, yeah, we don't lose game fives. Is that yeah. like, that was, yeah. is that for the cameras? That is it. that like something he says after game five? Or is that <laughs> no, like we, actually how you feel? We say it every time. We're like, we're losing. And we're like, if we win game four, then we never lose game five. So we're going to win game five. So after we won game four, we were kind of, yeah, it's, it's in the bag. <laughs> and then we also kind of knew, like, our draft was like really good. Um, Props to Grabs. That was like his first good draft. He was like, we came backstage and he's like, guys, what if we go, um, what, do we, what do we pick? Silas first pick? Into Olaf Thresh, I think. Mm. And then... You guys first pick Akali that game. Oh, Akali. Akali into Olaf Thresh. And you're like, wow, Grabs, that's pretty smart. Because then we have <laughs> 80 junglers so we can go Syndra bot, you know. Yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, usually when we get Syndra bot, it's like kind of a free win. Because usually bot liners don't know how to play against Syndra. And yeah, it does also help when they pick Shen, the yeah. most telegraphed gap closer of all time yeah. without flash, and you can just push E every time he tries. True that. And also, I realized after game two that, I mean, after game four, that I won't have a minute on Thresh. And yeah, maybe I just pick Thresh because, well, he doesn't really play that many counters except Morgana, mm-hmm. I guess. But I was fine playing that. And the lantern spell is very good against Fnatic because they, <laughs> they like to fight a lot. So we can just yeah. push out waves and then lantern back. And yeah, I was good with good. your boys as well. You know, yeah. it's like you're keeping them on a literal leash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they're they can, like reach for waves and yeah, without yeah. getting caught. So. It's also just so disgusting because I look at Syndra as a mid laner, and like one of the things is, yeah, she's got all this insane stuff, but she's like, once you get on top of her, especially with a champion like Olaf, say for example, or something like that, she's really easy to kill. But then when you pair her with a Thresh Lantern, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, does your champion have weaknesses? <laughs> like now you just have a cast timeless mage basically outside of like E and R, yeah. who just has a free escape every single time. Also, it looks like no botlane knows how to play against Syndra. Yeah, that's the important part. They, yes, they were, they were eating the balls and then they're just standing <laughs> on top of them getting E. Perks is a fantastic Syndra because he played a lot in the past and so forth, but it's nasty because botlaners just don't know how these champions work. <laughs> I was hoping for the Zoe Bard. I really love that, that game. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. You're saving it. <laughs> How much more will come out? That's the big question. Um, so you talked about the overconfidence. I do have to ask, in that one team fight where Fnatic got like the Ornalt, after you did the same trick three times in a row, Whippo oh. finally altered the Orn in a different way, and yeah. you guys fell for it, and they won yeah. that crazy team fight where you like, oh, shit, it might be doomed. Yeah. Did so, you feel that way in game where you're like, it's fine, it's okay, fine, so everything's okay? <laughs> we were like, we killed Bot 2 first, top killed one one and then we dove mid as well. So then, then we were like, we started giggling, like, ah, this is so over, like, they can't, they can't do it. <laughs> and then I see top lane dive one one because we tried to dive him, and then we tried to dive Bot as well with Olaf, and then we died. <laughs> like, 
okay guys, stabilize. We need to like, we need to calm down a bit. And then mid gets channeled and he dies as well. We're like, oh shit, we're actually throwing the game. <laughs> then we like started playing a bit more seriously. And we got a huge lead again. And then in top lane, we lost the fight. And then I almost got Nash. And then we were like only three oh. people alive. And people had to base and shit. Like, uh, oh shit. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, I was like, we were saying, so I think we just give up Nash. We can't contest it. And I'm like, oh no, I don't want to give up Nash. We're going to lose if we give it up. <laughs> so then luckily Brox had oh. just walked into my hook. <laughs> and then they all kind of died. Because I mean, I guess maybe they couldn't even do Nash because they didn't have much damage. But yeah, it helped that Brox like walked into my hook. And then uh, started winning again after getting Nash. And then after I got ulted by the Orn, I had flash up so I could flash it. And Sinner has flash as well. But he expected me to flash, which I should have done. And then uh, yeah, after that, I kind of realized that it's the only way they can win is if I get ulted by Orn. When like Shen flashed on or whatever, so after that it was like the only worry was like we get outscaled a bit because we don't have like a consistent damage. It was like only Syndra. Or building items. Yeah, and like Renekton is like our only AD damage. Olaf is kind of useless late game, so yeah, it was a bit scary. It was like yeah, we have to end it really fast, <laughs> and then we were just like yeah, just go siege, and then we can't really lose, and then Tuna got a good stun, and then we won. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that there at least you realized that you were like throwing it away and trying to stabilize because watching that game. I was watching with Ender on stage next to the analyst desk, squad, like listening to Medic like pop off like two feet away from us. I'm like, you know, he's going crazy. It's game five. And I'm watching this game and I'm like, and I'm going to be honest with you, I predicted Fnatic 3 2. It's the only way I could win predictions. Also, I didn't have a ton of faith in you, Mr. Man. Oh, you've been running down a little bit in lane. Uh, the Thresher <laughs> well, was your saving grace. But I was like, the only way Fnatic win this is if like they scale the late because this Orn pick is clearly going to end in early game then it didn't in early game and I'm just like, there's no way, there's no way. And then suddenly you guys just started throwing and I'm like, am I a genius? Am I a prophet? Like, did I see this? No, I wasn't a genius or a prophet. You guys were just running it down. Yeah. Is this the best series ever? Canyon? Does this beat the fanat- the former, I think many people would call best series ever of Fnatic OG 2015? It's kind of weird because it's... um. Like, Fnatic OG also had, like, really clear favorite. Like, this one, like, G2 was the clear favorite. But this one, I guess, recency bias, because it's so close. Uh, we just saw it, what was it? Was it yesterday? No, two, two days, days ago. ago. Yeah. Holy Monday just disappeared. Um, this series, I think the other one was, was closer in terms of what we saw on paper, more competitive. And G2, I think, what was fun about this series for me is the fact that uh, coming into the World Championship, I can just imagine them being much, much better than they were in this best of five. So I think that part of it makes me uh, a bit more excited, but I have to give it to the OG and uh, Fnatic series, sadly. Sorry, Mickey. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, holding on for OG Fnatic. Yeah, it's hard to, I don't know. I think this is going to be the best worlds ever, though. That's yeah, what I feel that's like. That's for sure. But then the question for me coming out of it is, and I think that all European fans should ask to both Fnatic and G2 is like, did you learn from th- something from the series, young man? <laughs> Did you learn? Because uh, you can't play Pike like that up against the, the Chinese teams. <laughs> they will, they're going to mess your shit up in lane if you die again. Yeah, so the Pike game didn't go in our favor. Um, I felt like our matchup was like really good, and I kind of won the game level one. He had to like burn flash. But then I got too overconfident, and then I died level two, so then everything went yeah, south. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I think... We learned quite a bit. Um, we're probably gonna, well, for when we boot camp for Worlds, we're gonna go in with a more um, try hard attitude. <laughs> we didn't really try too hard in the, this past few weeks. We were like 
trying to chill a bit to not like burn out because we're gonna like grind for a few weeks mm-hmm. now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we learned quite a bit. Yeah, but I guess the meta will change anyway for worlds. So I guess like, we have to change our priorities and how we draft. But uh, just gameplay wise, we have we had quite a lot of misplays, um, especially being lane. So I learned from that. <laughs> how do you, out of curiosity, when you review your games because this is like the first time it feels like you played. Second time, I guess, that you played a really, really close series, right? And then you look back on these mistakes. But when I watch, like most teams, it's like very clear what play decides the game. But because so many of these games were so back and forth and there's so many comeback moments from both sides, it's hard for me to know what to focus on as a viewer. So, like, when you guys review these games, what are you actually looking at? Like, what are the moments that you would look at as, like, hey, this is where we threw the game, this is where we lost the game? Where do you see like the big mistakes that you can actually focus on and, and learn from? I mean, usually. Where when you lose the game is when enemy team gets a Nash. So most of the time it's really take a fu- take a bad fight or we misplay a fight or whatever, and then they get Nash and the game is usually over. So that's usually the turning point. But for me, a lot of stuff that I see when I from my own play is just like really stupid mistakes like dying level two. So <laughs> next time I will not die level two ever again. Um, but yeah, just like I guess usually when I watch like review of our games, I just look at myself and what I'm doing if it makes sense. Um, and yeah, this past two weeks didn't make sense what I was doing. <laughs> At least, yeah, the the pie games and yeah, I think we were just like kind of misplaying a lot of stuff, like even just how we team fight. Usually, we're pretty good at that, but yeah, we were like not that great. So I think just like after screaming for a while, like a bit more than these past few weeks, we're gonna be we're gonna be fine. I wanted to ask if it's okay. Well, yeah, of course. Of course, it's here. okay. <laughs> Get in there, dude. <laughs> I wanted to ask, um, do you think, so after MSI, uh, you guys, uh, what was the approach you guys took? After MSI, UGD, I know in history what Perks did, because he went to MSI how many times? Uh, always, always, they took a more relaxed approach coming into summer. How relaxed, like what was the level of relaxation you guys took coming into the summer split? It was pretty relaxed. <laughs> relaxed. Uh, yeah, we really, really didn't like practice much i think we took like a few weeks off after msi and then we kind of expected like to lose in the few early weeks because usually teams that go to msi are like not prepared because yeah, there's yeah. a new patch coming out so we're just like we were expected to like lose a bit but then we kind of won a lot of games because <laughs> everyone was like not that great yeah, yeah. so yeah we were just kind of chilling for the majority of the split do you think that had an impact coming into like the later parts of of summer because like spring you guys had to kind of prove yourselves you guys went hard in the paint yeah. And then, like, you guys stomped OG. I think Fnatic was tougher than OG, but yeah. do you think it uh, impacted your mindset coming into best of fives? I think maybe it did, yeah. And also in spring, we really wanted to prove people wrong. People were, like, doubting us yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot. So we really wanted to, like... Caps even Fnatic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and me, and me we Yankos won, they never won a split before, so we, like, really wanted to win, like, the whole thing. And we were, like, practicing really hard all the time. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, this split, <laughs> we were like just kind of chilling. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure we prepared better for OG. But yeah, even against Fnatic, we like prepared pretty well. But yeah, they played a lot better. Also, we didn't play that well. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. So how do you how do you feel about that kind of building on what you're saying, Imanaki, and that concept that people come out with uh, that we, I think the broadcast talked about and a lot of people in social media talked about it as well, where it's like this like ramp up period where like, 
You guys look pretty asleep in game one of this best of five. Like, you're just getting outplayed mechanically. You're dying at level two. And the first, some people would say the same thing happened in the first two series of, uh, in the round two, I want to call it semifinal, the round two match that you guys played as well. Like, you know, I talked about that. Is this a thing that, like, people should be worried about moving forward? Is this, like, the new, oh. like, is this the level of G2 and best of five? So you just uh, have to give, you just have to lose one before okay, you wake yeah, game up? Game ones are always, like, really bad. Like, you should you should expect us to lose game one. But if we do win game one, then it's a 3-0 usually. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, if we lose game one, it's fine. It just, it's natural. Because, I don't know, we just play so much worse game one for some reason. Or we, like, usually try stuff in draft as well. We, like, see what the enemy team has priorities on. <laughs> <laughs> or against SKT, which I saw on Atari, for example, didn't play it much. Um, but I usually just want to like, because in Best of Vines, don't have the luxury of like trying out stuff. You want to like mm-hmm. go for like one specific draft that you're really comfortable on. But in Best of, best of Fives, you can afford to like see what the enemy prioritizes and yeah, then you can adapt throughout the series. So. There you go. Makes a lot of sense. Um, let's talk a little bit about Worlds. Gauntlet, of course, we're going to talk about as well. Uh, but given that both you and Fnatic are qualified, I think it's interesting to think a little bit and given that the third team, as we'll discuss later, seems a little bit below the first two uh, mm-hmm. in terms of level, I think a little bit, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. <sighs> so you just said that's kind of in best of five, where you're going to try stuff out, and you don't have the same luxury in best of one. Um, oh. My biggest concern, Mickey, is like you guys get in a group with Griffin, and like not making it out of groups. I got a lot of faith in both you and Fnatic and best of fives, but I'm very scared of best of ones. Is that fair? Should I be scared of your team yeah. in best of ones? <laughs> I think so. Because <laughs> I'm not really sure. Like, I think maybe we'd play better if we would play like really strong, like known teams compared to if we played like Buffaloes. <laughs> I think we might just lost to Buffaloes every time we play them in best of ones. Or if we played like some any team, like, yeah, maybe we would lose it. So hopefully we had like pretty good teams. And I think we would like, yeah, probably make it out because we were like approaching the games differently, maybe. But just like, so yeah. what is it about the like the known versus the unknown? Did you guys just like have no idea what to expect from Buffaloes? Hadn't watched the tape on Buffaloes versus you know like I don't know a team like Griffin where you obviously can look at their you t- yeah. can technically look at all of Buffaloes yeah. season two. By the way, I just understand that it's not as high priority as a yeah. team like Griffin. So yeah, I mean for MSI for example, we felt more prepared when we were playing like the known teams, I guess, and even I guess subconsciously you like try harder to like check their solo kill counts and like watch the games yourselves and uh, yeah just be more prepared for what they do and you kind of know what they're going to do but usually less known teams are like a bit random in their approach for example buffaloes like we didn't know that like, i mean for example i didn't know they played shen like no one played shen and i've just got like i played paid galio blind because usually people pick like nautilus and then galio's going into nautilus and i just picked like shen and he just like Taunts in level one, I'm like, what? And then we lost the level one because I eat backwards, but you know. <laughs> and then I'm like, what? And then Rex, they were just like ganking all over the place. And yeah, they were just like a bit everywhere. And yeah, they're just like a bit random. It's a wild card factor. I don't know. Oh, the wild card factor. All right. That, that does not inspire a ton of confidence, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that you don't draw, you know, a VCS seed now into your group. I wanted to talk about game ones and best of fives. So usually we like, Try a lot of stuff to see how enemies react. So, for example, when against Origin, we picked Sonatari game one, and then, so, because they didn't know we played it. So then they had to pick it up for game two, and then we had the funnel ready. And then for game three, we were expecting them to ban it, but then they didn't ban it, so we banned it ourselves. And then we just played a normal game. And it like kind of threw them off, and we always had like the upper hand. And it would be the same against Fnatic. If our Mordecai's are worked against Yumi Garen, then we would get an extra ban, because we wouldn't have to ban Yumi. 
and they would have to maybe ban it themselves because they don't know what we play with Yumi. And then because we lost that game, then we had to ban Yumi. So yeah, usually, however, game one, if we win game one, then usually we have like a pretty good, like, uh, smooth sailing yeah, throughout yeah. the series. I respect it. So yeah, we tried to pull some similar shit against Schalke with the. Graves Cartus. Oh, yeah. Obviously, oh, that's right. Do you want to reveal how it works? Do you want to explain uh, no, no. to us what it, it should have done? <laughs> the genius, we didn't, pull it off, we didn't pull off the genius yet. So we will see it maybe in, in the future. Okay. Because there are, some, there are some details there that no one has ever seen before. So oh, I'm going to sure. use it in the future. All right. But uh, what we saw in that game, for example, we saw the Zaya prior, we saw the Yumi prior, and then all of a sudden we knew we didn't have to ban Yumi because they banned Yumi on both sides. Yeah. So it was uh, a big... Uh, a revealer, even though we lost at the minute one. <laughs> it's all bait. It's all just data. That's the point. Yeah, they were yeah. just seeing what they can get out. All right. So, do we see you? Uh, the follow-up here is: Do we ever see the uh, the young Mordekaiser Pike again? It could happen, actually. But we never know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> was that maybe was that winnable? Because, like, I think Luca okay, talked. Luca talked about it, and he said that, like, ah, yeah, but like, the we, draft was not winnable. There's no way because. So we first picked Pike, right? Yeah. And so we also thought that they didn't prioritize TF because they didn't pick TF in the past few weeks. And uh, they picked it with Yumi because it's like pretty good with Yumi because they can teleport with Yumi on him. That's why we didn't ban the game too as well. But yeah, picking Pike against TF in the game is like mm. so unplayable because he just ults and, and you don't heal. ults on top of me and presses gold card and I'm just dead. And if he has Yumi on him, I can chase me because he can see me. So And they have Nocturne as well. They can just ult me whenever TF ults. So... Yeah, the game was like really not playable for me. But if my team could carry, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Mordekaiser, we could probably still see it. Maybe not with Pike. Maybe not the blind pick Pike with Mordekaiser. <laughs> but I think Mordekaiser is like a pretty good champ. So we might pull it off more. Uh-huh. Do we see the legendary Mordekaiser support? That's the real question. Okay, so thanks for the question. It's like on your profile. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's on your main profile yeah. that everyone I can did, see. I did play Mordekaiser a lot. Um, I was mostly playing it, so just in case we want to flex it. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could work against Garen in theory. Like I can just press ult on Garen and then well, my team can hopefully win the 4v4 when I'm taking the AD carry for, my, for me as a support. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, it could work. Didn't try it yet. But in theory, uh, it could work. <laughs> so more more innovation is yeah, coming, yeah. is the bottom line. Can you solo kill Yumi as Pike at six? No. That's <laughs> not possible. Not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Unless you like hit hook and then also already have a... I, the no, plan is Mordekaiser gets the gear low enough so I can ult him after. Okay, okay. Because you guys did all in and yeah. you were level five. Yeah. I was like, it gave me hope. But then... Uh, the reason to fool, and then yeah, <laughs> hope was gone. <laughs> yeah, I just the more that I think about that lane, the less that I'm like, how does this actually like? How do you ever actually kill anyone in scrims? Every team like surrender in like ten minutes because it was so, like we were like, really what awesome. if? Here's my theory. What if you just as Garen Yumi with your essentially infinite sustain just back up and heal to full and then go in again? Like, what does Point more do against that? They just no, it's fine because Mordecai just skills to get the he gets the Andrews and then the game is over. Then, at 10 minutes? He gets the Andrews at 10 minutes? Okay, no, but like, <laughs> if Gary knew me, like, stay in the tower, you know? Then I just what? feel like you might not have had the best sample size. If you're winning games at 10 minutes and your win condition yeah, is a Leandries, yeah. you're never going to buy. It that much. <laughs> but from the games that we played in the scrims, it looked really broken. <laughs> but it wasn't so broken. But then again, people didn't play TF and Nocturne in the scrims as well. So. Actually, it's rough to or scrim GP. you guys, man. It's, rough. <laughs> it's so rough to scrim G2, honestly. Because it's good to scrim G2 if you're playing G2. Because otherwise, it's like you, you scrim them and they pick all these unique champions. <laughs> and 
you start to like if you lose because most of the time you lose at least us we lost a lot against G2 and Scrim I think maybe we won one out of 30 or some shit <laughs> and uh, you just begin to question everything it's like what, what are we doing with our life it's like well, do we have to re, re make our whole draft did we practice the wrong shit for three months now Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's rough like, to scream against these oh, guys oh you're like oh no wait it's they're just it doesn't work at all yeah. except and, for this. and then you have this in your mind that they're picking all this cocktail <laughs> stuff and then you know you didn't scream them for two weeks coming into a match against them you know on, on the weekend and it's like shit what the hell did they practice <laughs> so it's better to just not prepare you just, but it's you also just, <laughs> it's also like a bit weird for us because if we win so many games with random stuff then we don't know what's actually good <laughs> so then <laughs> yeah it's a bit weird but yeah like for example when Riff Rowles we saw the AP Shivana AP Shivana worked wonders and scrims <laughs> I think you might remember some games of AP Shivana um, but usually it's a it's a game 5 special if we are 4-0 then the game 5 is a Shivana special <laughs> better than Castle than game 5 yeah it's oh, true <laughs> for Nemesis yeah hey to be fair they like might as well have written in the patch notes the, the Cassidy buff on the W. Like, we want melee mages out of the mid lane. Like, we're buffing Cassidy so he can beat up <laughs> Silas and Akali. Like, please force them out of meta. <laughs> Not enough, right? Yeah. Games. Um, Still just, a, oh God, just such an awful champion if you don't agree <laughs> with it. Cassidy is. Oh, it's not bad. You can, you can get level six. Cassidy, oh, yeah. Olaf, AD Kennen top. All great. Love them all. Never ever want to see them ever <laughs> on a stage. <laughs> Predatorlaf was pretty good in game five. Yeah, Predatorlaf did yeah. win the game. Actually, Predator was big MVP in the series. Yeah, Predator so OP. You got Doinby <laughs> taking Predator Kiana in the mid lane. So. Wait, really? Yeah, he took Predator Kiana in his series. Yeah, I remember weird. your team having a Predator enthusiast on Galio, yes. Colon. <laughs> that Predator Galio, possible. I was like, that's so big brain. And then I <laughs> watched him get possible. one shot and I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Aftershock is pretty important. Honestly, into Casio, it's like you can't proc Aftershock. This matchup yeah. is really bad. Honestly, if you have Galio Casio matchup, just uh, just go next. As we did. Very fast. <laughs> did yes. That game against Shalke. It was just information. The Predator Galio yeah. is similar to the Smite Karthus Graves. Just, just information. Just yeah. figure it out. Um, so, Mickey, for, for you guys and for. Um, for prepping for Worlds, do you already... Grabs kind of talked a little bit about what you were planning. Do you know already what your practice schedule is? Do you know who you want to be practicing or who you have confirmed for practice? I, if you, if it's stuff you don't want to share or can't share, that's fine. I'm just curious if there's anything you can share. Um, well, I can share that we'll probably take two weeks off now and then we go boot camp somewhere in Europe. I'm not sure yet, but probably not in our gaming house. We need to like, change environment, I guess. Hmm. Um, don't really have any any specific scrim partners prepared, I guess. But I think we'll probably try like one team each day, hopefully. I mean, like at least one team, at least once. Um, and then see if they're good. Otherwise, we just scrim EU teams, maybe even EU Masters teams. Like we scrimmed the LDLC a lot this past few weeks. They're pretty good. So, yeah. Not really. Are are you worried? And you want to maybe you can shed some light on this as well. I'm I'm a little concerned as an outsider that you're not going to be scrimming. LCK slash LPL teams that you're not doing a traditional Korean boot camp. And I get it, like Worlds is in Europe. I know jet lag's like brutal and you want to be adjusted to the schedule, but like you're already better than all the EU teams. So scrimming them while still valuable, I think, doesn't seem nearly as valuable as like playing against some of the LPL, LCK teams. Yeah, but I think I heard that some teams are coming to Europe, at least SKT. I'm pretty sure they're coming to Europe. Then again... SKT doesn't usually scrim us, or like LCK teams don't usually scrim other teams. 
So I'm not sure if we're going to get scrims with LCK. But usually LPL, I think we scrim them. But I'm not sure if they're coming to EU. But hopefully they are. But they'll come eventually, I guess. They, I mean, they have to. <laughs> they have but, to. You're going to be waiting. Yeah. But otherwise, we have Fnatic. Like, they're pretty good. So yeah, we're going to scrim them. I think something to note as well is like what was cool about all the boot camps in Korea is that a lot of the Korean teams that are not at Worlds, they're still screaming. Yeah. Like, for example, Griffin last year was screaming the entire uh, time. And the rumor was that they were beating everyone and <laughs> maybe they were the best team in the world at the time. Maybe if they're not under pressure because in best of five, they're kind of yeah, best of one, they're running so it down. <laughs> but um, I think I think it's rougher. for it. I feel like Korea as a region, they aren't as... Usually they figure out the meta pretty well, but I think we're at the point in time where like creativity is pretty clutch. Like you can you can play anything anywhere and I think... Uh, not anything, but you, you can like Syndra Bolt or whatever. Like and I think There's a lot more like room dog. for flexibility, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? If, if you can win lane with it, it's a good pick. Yeah, like everyone's really open-minded about it. And I think, you know, I remember there was this world championship where SKT were first picking Rise every game and no one figured out why. The reason was because Kassadin was OP, that's why they first picked Rise. And we only saw that until the final. And only two teams know, knew about Kassadin and Rise. I think this was like uh, 2016, mm. yeah? And uh, so this was the time where Korea just figured out the meta, they're ahead of the curve. But now, uh, it's I think G2 is going to be ahead of the curve. And I think if you guys get some LPL practice, I think that's the best. Because I think that's what can be dangerous for you guys. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you agree? Do you think the biggest threat to you guys right now is is the LPL? Are there any specific teams that you're looking just across the board that you're more worried about than others? Like, who do you actually have on your radar? Because fans um, are obviously just going to pick number one names or someone's yeah. going to be like, IG, what about Rookie? Even though they're kind of... Uh, I mean, personally, I don't think any team is, like, really, really good. But I would love, personally, to play against RNG. Because I want to play Uzi and Ming, because they're really good. Oh. And then, also, I want to play IG, because G2 never beat IG. So, <laughs> we want to beat them this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully we play those two teams. I mean, I would like to play FPX as well, because they kind of won. So, I guess they're good. But, yeah, just all the LPL teams are pretty good. I like to play SKT again as well. And, yeah, those four teams, I guess. This is the ones is the ones that you like to want to play against also yeah. reflective of the ones that you think are like the biggest yeah. biggest threats as well. And Griffin and best of one, I guess. <laughs> Only best of one. <laughs> so if we get them in group, it might be rough. <laughs> the ultimate group of death. That's that's uh, still my biggest concern. Is is the finals dream realistic? Is the yeah. Paris Fnatic G two rematch is it a, is it a little bit of a pipe dream or is this like is this a, is this pipe a thing? Dream. Yeah, it, I think a little pipe, bit. No, I think at least for one side of the break. Yes. The cap said <laughs> the thing and I cheered and it was an emotional day and like well, okay, so what um well I'm not sure if it's gonna be a rematch. I think it's realistic that we make the finals. If you get out of groups. <laughs> um I'm not sure about Fnatic though. Because I think well, I think they're really good. But then again, I don't know. Like they're like a bit random to me, and I'm not sure, like how they're gonna do. And yeah, I just I just don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they can be final. I think uh, like if I just look pound for pound in terms of like uh, player quality, I feel like I can imagine reckless Hirisang as a final. Even though Hirisang sometimes once a game just kind of runs it down. <laughs> that happens, you know, happens to everyone. I think it's a worthy price to pay for what he does in a yeah. game. But then I can't imagine like Nemesis, Broxa and Wipo in their current form to be uh, strong enough to get all the way through a final. Because I think, you know, IG, when they won Worlds, they had a roster at the time where you were like, holy shit, every single player can be really, really insane. 
It's not the same now because their jungler and support is kind of running it down. <laughs> but I can imagine that for easily for G2 that, holy, oh, this game Mickey smurfing, this game this guy smurfing. And I think the further you go into a bracket, that's what it's going to come down to. Like you have to have such high level on every single player. There, there's no room for like uh, being a bit worse than the enemy or something like this. Mm. And uh, this is why I have a lot of faith in G2 because I think individually you guys can be the best. Can I ask specifically about Nemesis? Because I think over both Fnatic series, it felt like in a lot of games at least, um, Nemesis was kind of getting the best of Caps and it was only really on the on the back half of both series that it felt like Caps was starting to do Caps things again, right? Because I think at the start of the series, especially uh, this weekend, um, like game one especially it was like Yan- it felt like Yankos versus the world and yeah. then and it felt like it you guys were all struggling but it was also really surprising because I think that something that was easy to gloss over because you died at level two and that's a much easier point to focus on but like yeah. we didn't see caps popping off exploding into these games so I'm actually surprised to hear um nemesis on that list of players now I just like I just haven't probably just haven't watched him enough but I'm curious like why you think that he's not quite at that level yet I I, w- I was I think Nemesis is uh, is stable. You know, I think like in early lane phase, he's going to put uh, when he has the opportunity, he's going to put good wards. He's a really good TF. I think probably at Worlds he's not going to play TF uh, ever. Like this season, TF is gone. It would be, I would be really surprised if he gets to play it unless some team has like Fizz counter prepared with a Shen top again. Nemesis. Later on in the team fights, especially with the mid lane meta right now, like the way playing Akali in team fights, playing Silas in team fight, is uh, pretty tricky. I think you mm. need to be really, really good to to do it. And many of the late game fights, I think, when you see Akali being 50 CS ahead, like game three against you guys in the first series, it's like 50 CS ahead. He's four one six. He has three items. He should one v nine or itemize different, you know, because he's going always uh, Gunblade Leandri into Deathcap. Uh, he can just uh, maybe like uh, uh, buy a Zonias and then just engage and uh, start out the fight or do something, but he's just getting one-shotted every time. Mm-hmm. He's just getting one-shotted. I remember this the one time you were hiding in Tribush top. He was just walking, took a full queue of Kaiser, then he jumped into you and then he oh, like he went back, back in, in and yeah. he got queued by Kaiser again. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it's lost. Oh, that's a good yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, uh, when it comes to that, I think he struggles. And I can imagine if Caps, for example, or, or Jizuke was that fell with Akali, all of a sudden, you know, the game looks super difficult because Akali is really busted. It's really, really OP. Like he managed to look, make Fed Akali look balanced. And early game, I think uh, he did fine. Uh, I think early lane phase he did pretty good against Caps. I feel like Caps was underperforming many games in terms of lane phase. But later he just wasn't scary. And I think Akali has to be scary. And looking at the mid lane pool, what do we have? We had Doinby, he doesn't play Akali, but let's say Rookie, Faker. What's his name? Doinby plays Renekton, so I don't know if you're going to have a very comfortable Akali time in the mid lane. Yeah. 20 minutes was pretty scary when he had the Gumblade, I mean, Rage Blade, I mean, no, Gumblade and Rabadon. And do you remember the fight where I flashed on Rekkers and we one shot him? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Akali just one shot -shot me and Kaisa, and I was like, (laughs) what? I can just do that. Perks actually played really well because, like, preemptively flashed flashed Akali ult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then after that, I didn't really see Akali much on my screen. Like yeah, he was kind of dead all, all the time. But yeah, until then, he was playing fine. In, in no other world would you let a player have Akali so many games, no? I think we would. Because really? we were like opting into the Silas vs. Akali okay. matchup. Okay. We felt pretty comfortable with it. All right. And uh, yeah, I think that game as well, game three, 
I think Caps wanted to try to make something happen in mid lane because mm. bot lane had that level too. <laughs> so <laughs> bot lane was going rough. They had a lot of pressure bots, so he was trying to do, like do something mid. Okay, which okay. Can't blame him for that. So, yeah. Trying to trying to bail you guys out. I yeah. respect it. I respect <laughs> it. Okay, well that's that's interesting because I do think that like team fighting with Akali is an interesting point, and I think we, you're right that we never saw those crazy game changing flanks uh, from Nemesis in the same way that we have seen from other Akali's. Like I can think of a few moments from Humanoid and. Obviously, it's a bit harder to find game-changing flanks against G2 because you guys are, I would think, usually pretty aware that, hey, we need to watch out for the Akali coming from the flank. Yeah. But uh, Just compare Caps Akali Highlight Reel to Nemesis Akali Highlight Reel. And it's going to, like, if you are, uh, you have the Akali details in your eyes and you're going to look for how he uses the passive, how he uses E, how he uses ult, then it's uh, pretty evident that there's a big difference, big gap. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean... For the sake of Europe, for the sake of Fnatic, I hope that like either A, Nemesis gets to play Twisted Fate every game, or B, yeah. you know, we get to see like kind of the whole team level up because this is, it really does feel like. Pick Aurelian Soul. Yeah. Ooh, Rome. Aurelian Soul. I also hope we get to see Kassadin and his team doesn't like lose the game in five minutes. Like, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah if, that'd be if nice. If Kassadin does get like to level like 11 even, I think Nemesis is like pretty insane to the champ. Like in Soul, he like spams it a lot. Yeah. He almost so. got to level 16 that casting game. Yeah. To be fair, he was just, <laughs> yeah. you know, down 12k gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be too harsh because honestly he's, he's yeah. he improved super but, super much and he's super stable and his TF is really freaking scary. Would you still where would you put him out of curiosity in like the stack ranking of mid laners here towards the postseason? Is he number two? Is he number three? Because I think that you're when you look at worlds and you look at the best of the best, it's okay to be super nitpicky and super critical because that's what it comes down to in a best of five in the world's finals, right? But I think domestically He's still one of the best performing mid laners. Yeah, I think top two for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. In terms of this split and this uh, half, for yeah. sure, I would put him top two. But if, let's say, I'm going into off season and I'm picking between uh, players, I wouldn't rank him as high because mm -hmm. I think he, he's. I think Fnatic does something very well, and that is how, how they slot in players and how they manage to kind of make them mu look much better than they are because of the system they have in place. And I think uh, Nemesis. Uh, and Fnatic have managed to make it work. And I think that's super, super impressive. And uh, Nemesis has improved uh, a shit ton. So when it comes to Worlds, then, is it G2 is like our S-tier representative, Fnatic's A-tier, and then our Gauntlet representative? Is <laughs> like, because like when we look at that final, right, I think everyone's going to, and I kind of came out of that. Uh, obviously, it's an emotional day, so I'm like, oh my God, we've got two of the best teams in the world. <laughs> like, oh, everything's going to be great. <laughs> Screw everyone else. Europe is wonderful. <laughs> it's amazing. Is is it something we should look at where European fans, if they don't have an old allegiance to like G2 or Fnatic or whatever, any other team should look at like G2 is the expected favorite. Fnatic is like a clear step below that in terms of expectations. Like people should not be expecting Fnatic to like smash every group, smash every Eastern team in the same way that they let's say, are expecting it for G2. I, I think I, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I imagine semis for Fnatic, maybe. Yeah? I think like yeah. they're still really good, and I think they play very fast. They have good initiative. They went blow for blow with G2. I think that's a really big deal, because I think no other team in Europe... Like I, How I ranked the teams in Europe was, was the three levels this season. was one team that struggles with basics, that's like us and a bunch of other teams. Then there's like the teams that are good at the basics, which was like Splice and maybe Rogue. Uh, Schalke and Schalke was the best at basics but then the moment you, they face Fnatic and G2 they're using every moment of prior every opportunity to do something to really really do something and I think this is where uh, all the other teams kind of fall behind and I think coming into Worlds Fnatic can still do a lot of damage 
But if G2 play the same as it did now in this best of five against Fnatic, then all of a sudden I'm going to lose hope. I'm expecting you guys to improve okay, a lot. So, so G2 <laughs> needs yeah. to ramp five up. Weeks. Fnatic, there's a lot of ramping up that needs to be done, which is, I mean, which is good. I want to see growth during these boot camps. Once again, I'm still, I'm, I'm, no s- pressure. I'm so, <laughs> I'm very nervous. I'm very excited for Europe this year, but I'm also very nervous. Um, and I still think like the thing to remember is that like the needle, if you're watching this and you're like, ah, oh, only semifinals for Fnatic, that seems harsh. Like, Remember that last year getting a semifinal was a big deal for Europe. And now it's just now this year between the MSI victory, between Fnatic getting finals last year, um, where we can actually be like, hey, we want to win a world championship. So semifinals is still pretty sick. I hope for Fnatic's sake that we see more. I hope for Europe's sake that we get a Europe versus Europe final. Uh, For ticket sales, it's probably good to have a Chinese team there but (laughs) because uh, they have a lot of fans that do like to make the trek, but eh, we'll fill out the stadium either way. Um, And now kind of like the last business, and sadly I think the least fun business is is the gauntlet because as mentioned, G2, (laughs) Fnatic, somebody else, and I, I think the general sentiment that I'm reading is it's like, oh, crap, like who's actually good? Because let's let's take stock. Schalke, blasted by Fnatic. OG didn't make playoffs. Splice <laughs> blasted by Rogue, a team that's not even in the gauntlet. Obviously, shout out to Rogue, fantastic playoffs performance. But what what are your thoughts on these teams? Like I, you guys, maybe have scrimmed a little bit more, seen a little bit more behind the screens, Mickey. I don't know how many of these guys you've been playing against. Like, should I be getting excited about these teams? Who do I need to look at? Who is the who's the favorite? Do you have who's the favorite? I have no idea. <laughs> <You> <laughs> no. Like, I mean, we played one of those. Actually, we played two of those teams. But they were both like kind of yikes. Yeah, they were fine, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just they all seem like kind of similar to me. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there's a clear favorite. If there's a clear like the worst team. I think they're like just all there, and we might just flip a coin, and then somehow <laughs> someone wins the game. I mean the gauntlet. So yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm personally hoping OG. Yeah, I, I'm hoping OG because I think if they like are in good form, like if if. If their players are playing at the level that they could play on, then I think they could actually do something at Worlds, potentially get out to groups. I can't imagine the same for Schalke and Splice. Uh, I, I, if I see them in peak performance, I don't think it will be a struggle for them to beat any exciting team, like in the LPL or in Korea. Because I think, for example, Schalke, I think is just a, a very similar uh, team to, for example, Team Liquid. I think Team Liquid is like a better version of Schalke, for example. Spice, I think, is very uh, unexciting when you think about the world stage. OG, if they get their shit together, Nuktak, Mithi, Alfari, uh, I think they can do some damage. But did they improve? Who knows? You know, it's been a shit ton of time. So I'm hoping OG wins. And these are just not teams you bet on. Like, these are teams that have had Keep your all, money. <laughs> all sort of inconsistency. You're like, that's the thing. And as a reminder for the format, uh, Gauntlet did change. This year, so it used to be teams um, three through six, basically in terms of championship points. It's now teams two through five. So OG versus Splice is round one. Winner of that will play Schalke. That match will decide uh, who qualifies to Worlds: the Schalke versus the winner of OG Splice, and then the winner of Schalke versus, or the winner of round two at this point will then play Fnatic for um, seeding. This sucks for Fnatic this year because I think they are clearly the second best team, but I like the rule generally because it's in place to stop. We'll, we'll just call it what it is. It's a 100 Thieves rule. Um, <laughs> it's it's to make sure that, you know, a team that did really well in spring but has, like, catastrophically dive-bombed or, like, scraped by in summer can't just make worlds um, through crazy results. 
so while it does, I think, kind of suck for Fnatic, um, it's, I, I think, better for in the long run for Europe, although I'm sure there's a lot of uh, upset Fnatic fans that they have to spend another week and play another best of five to prove they're the second seed. Uh, I think, well, from my team's perspective, from my teammates, I heard that um, going to planes is really OP because mm-hmm. I heard that last year they were like really, really bad, but then they went to planes and they actually got good through playing planes. And usually the planes teams do really well at Worlds as well. Like I think Cloud9 was also went through yeah. planes and went through groups. And uh, I think Fnatic the year before that. So we were, we were joking like, even if we lose the final, maybe we just lose the gauntlet as well. And then we go through planes and then we're really insane and then we win everything. <laughs> so I think it's not that bad. It, like that friend has to play one more because you know it's kind of a win-win you know you either win and you're happy you get the second seat or you lose and you're still happy because you go to planes then you're going to be really good so yeah <laughs> shit we needed planes there has to be something wrong with with the world's format that people are like oh yeah i want to go through planes <laughs> i want to risk my entire world's run doesn't kill you makes you stronger you know there you go yeah. <laughs> there you go Okay, well, damn. All right, well, good for Fnatic at least. Um, let's talk a little bit about round one, OG versus Splice. I know there's a lot of unknowns. Does this all just come down to what version of both? Like, how much can we actually predict reasonably ahead of time? Well, I've seen some tweets that Mickey, um, <laughs> that, that Mickey mentioned. Shit, I, I remember back in the gaming house, sometimes I called you Mythy. <laughs> happened a lot, yeah. Uh, and still happens little, sometimes. Little Mythy. Yeah, still happens sometimes. <laughs> I, remember, I said it too when we played Teamfight Tactics <laughs> some weeks ago. But nevertheless, we saw some tweets about Duke complaining they don't have internet, which is it's a valid complaint. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't have internet, making excuses for himself. And, you know, OG took the strategic decision of uh, setting up their base in Denmark. <laughs> so they don't have internet really issues. Smart. So maybe this is a massive edge. Maybe it's a... Maybe it's a planned attack on the Splice internet or something. I don't know. Just uh, throwing some conspiracy theories out there. That's good. You know? Let them know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get it, get, plan it out. Internet is important for practice. Maybe that's an edge. <laughs> that's like the only sure information we have that's at this point. That's my favorite monarchic quote of all time. Internet, internet is important for practice. <laughs> and I have another conspiracy theory that Duke is making up that they don't have internet so they come as, as the underdogs because oh. when they were, everyone expected them to win against Rogue, they got really stumped. So they're like the underdogs, ah, we couldn't practice, we're going to lose and then they're going to like win gauntlet really So wow. Duke, Duke is like, because see, it's very believable <laughs> to flame a German internet company because like if he's just unplugged the router, right, and he tells the team that the German internet, no one's going to doubt yeah. that because let me be clear here, they're like, yeah, so we'll come in three weeks and you're like, I need internet for my job. They're like, all right, we'll be there in two days and they show up and it's like, 7 a.m. and they like are like, all right, well, uh, we're gonna take a break real quick. We'll be done in, uh, well, we'll come back in a little bit. They get, they're like, ah, oh, we forgot some tools. We'll come like. German efficiency is a myth, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of things Whoa. that Germany does. Whoa. Germany does super well. I love like doctor's appointments. I show up. I get my doctor's appointment. Cars. Yeah, cars. Super well. When it comes to getting your internet fixed, <laughs> oh my, it is just like, the service is definitely better than like Spectrum or that crap you guys have in the US if any US viewers are listening, yeah. but oh my God, it's the same thing where they're like, yeah, we'll come over sometime between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. And you're like, that's not a time window. That's a day. <laughs> like don't tell that. I can't just sit at home all day. Actually, I'm mega scammed because my, my internet provider was like, you have up to one gigabit and then this up to Oh yeah, it's up never to, been one gigabit. It's never hit never one gigabit. Never been one gigabit, but up to, and, and I'm like, paying for. If you up log to. in, 
and only you and no one else yeah. at 1.35 a.m. That's when no one's playing, vi- I don't know, 4.35 a.m. Let's make it more believable. That no one's playing video games. You get all of the one gigabit. Otherwise, we're splitting it between you and yeah. 40 other people. And, and German tap water. What's up with that? Is this tap water? No, I think <laughs> this, this is not is, tap water, this right? Not, this is filter water. German tap water. What's up with that, man? It's got a lot of lime. <laughs> It's, it's this, just, it's this just, is the Jerry Seinfeld comedy hour. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with airplane? <laughs> What's up with German tap water? You got a lot of lime. Very yeah, drinkable. I'm gonna enjoy this though. There you go. You want some more? All right, Make it's it. a little off. Okay, no, I got fine. a little off topic. So outside of conspiracy theories, do we have anything else? Like, is there anything else you're like? Let's say if this was coming right out of regular season, it's a quarterfinals matchup: OG versus Splice. Who would take? Splice. Yeah, OG's OG's not in from a regular yeah season. I know, I know, but like, let's pretend. <laughs> well, if it's from regular season, yeah, then Splice, obviously, they were third and OG didn't make playoffs. But now I think that OG might just win. I don't know. Yeah. I think like, maybe OG. Well, could where does this faith for OG come from, though? I don't know. Scrims. I think the, yeah, I think the players are good. Like, yeah. I think they probably. So were they were they always good in scrims, even when they were just like, yeah, running it down on stage? Yeah, at least for me. Less so this split than last split. I down. think last split they were like. Good screen partners. Mm. Like this split, they were like kind of fine. You know, <laughs> they were like nothing special. But last split, they were like the so best out of the. Evening. Is this is this kind of like if anyone's gonna do it, OG's gonna do it, and this is kind of just like, do you think the easiest answer or is this the safe bet? Because we said there's kind of no safe bet. Like, but is this like? I mean, safe bet is probably Schalke. I think Schalke is like mm. pretty good, and they they're in the second round already. Yeah. So they should win probably win it. But um. you know, I think OG players are like all really good, and they had a lot of. Off time, so I'm hopeful that they improved a lot. But yeah. I guess we'll see. <laughs> I think in the first series I would go OG's safe bet because I think I don't think Splice can throw a lot of curveballs at you, and I think OG as a team, even though they got beat down in best of ones, I think in best of five they can be really good because I think if they get to play the same meta over and over, I think for players like Mithy and and Cold that's very positive because. Uh, this split, I can imagine, was hard for Cold because there was many junglers coming in that shook up the champion pool of every jungler. There was Kiana, there was Silas. Sometimes some junglers played Pike. You know, <laughs> there's uh, a lot of options there. And I think when a meta stabilizes, for example, p- people were just picking Sejuani, Gragas, Karner, I think that's perfect. You know, Cold can be a big smurf for there. And I think, uh, uh, depending on how the first series goes for OG, uh, then we can rate the Schalke uh, OG one. But I think first. First series should go in OG's favor because we call them always the prep team. That's the yeah. name, right? Yeah, sure. Best of five is where they can potentially shine. Yeah. True. I mean, I think that's a lot of credence to them. I'm curious to see which version of Splice shows up. I was personally really surprised that they just kind of, I don't know, dis- just blew up. <laughs> so for OG and best of five, I didn't look that, that strong, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe this split. <laughs> They're supposed really to be sure. the prep team. Yeah. But they, but they beat, they <laughs> they beat, beat Fnatic. Fnatic. They had they all the answers Fnatic. for Zonatarik. Yeah, yeah. They had the Blitzcrank Varus thing. Yeah, I think that's told from someone, but I'm not sure who. Uh, oh, Ooh, hard more conspiracy. <laughs> so that, at least round one for me is going to be really exciting because I have no idea what to expect from either of these teams. I'm going to be honest. You guys, are, I think you're giving way too much credit to OG. I know you've seen probably. more tape than I have, but like, <laughs> probably, yeah. but like, even Splice without internet, OG like, were really bad. <laughs> like, if you told me it's Alfari versus any other top laner in this thing, I would go, all right, I can believe it. I can see Alfari could win out and get you know third seed, maybe even second seed. If you tell me it's all of Origin, I'm like, oh, those last few weeks were pretty rough. <laughs> it's sad though because Alfari is really good, but I think he has the lowest jungle proximity of any player. Yeah, there's a lot of people, like there's a reason he showed up in All Pro, and I didn't I didn't put him there because he. I, I felt like people were overhyping him because he also got 
He got to play a ranged champion into Mordekaiser like five times the split. It's like three times of being hyperbolic. But every one of those games, he's <laughs> up like a million CS. So when you see his stats, they're super padded because he literally just gets to free hit a giant creep for his entire lane phase. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, overall, <laughs> definitely the strongest member of OG. And I think should have a decent time against Vizachachi. Good time against Odawamne as well. Damn, man. Vizachachi Poppy, though. <laughs> with the Bennett, <laughs> Nuktak knows he has experience. He played okay. the same he played team. The clutch. You're That's good. True. You wanna you wanna do more broadcast stuff? You wanna come on with these narratives? It's like the poppy. I've seen nothing for a month, but all oh, the poppy. Actually, that is play, now. They didn't play against Rocket, so they I mean Rogue, so they were saving it for. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> saving the puppy. Yeah, they're saving the puppy. I oh, think I didn't see it. it so. The Shen maybe. Yeah. Huh? You're saving oh, those yeah. The legendary Shen. I, I'm with you though. Like OG could just be trash. There's a yeah. chance that they're just complete garbador. They choke. And I feel, one. I feel bad because I like I want to like for viewers <laughs> at home. I want to give you like some definitive analysis, but Schalke are worse than Fnatic. I can tell you that <laughs> we saw that this nice. weekend, right? So if it's Schalke versus Fnatic in the finals, I think Fnatic will win again. But OG versus like who knows? Yeah. What the hell? Both these teams like we haven't seen them in so long, and OG especially. Yeah, <sighs> the real loser here is Rogue. Poor Rogue. <laughs> yeah, showed up. Ramped up for playoffs. The Gorky package. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Straight out of playoffs. <laughs> right into the offseason. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Yeah. He had a good split, though. Yeah. That's how, yeah. that's, but the package, he's going to be remembered for that. Yeah. I'm I mean, he can re- I mean <laughs> all it takes is like one insane playoffs run to make people forget. But if he like... I don't think so. If it goes, down, <laughs> no, if it goes downhill from here, people will hold on to that. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, the package doesn't stick with me as... It does stick with me. <laughs> I think I just feel bad, so I don't want to, like, focus on it. But, like, that's... I'm sorry, Larson. That's not how you want it. That just sucks, dude. That's, like, the actually the worst thing. Um, yeah. Final thoughts. We're kind of we're coming towards the end here. What are you most excited about in the coming weeks? Are you excited about just now, just having time off and finally getting a break? Are you excited about like boot camping and finally try-harding as G2 and <laughs> Wonder will be level 60 and out of gear to get so he'll stop yeah. playing WoW and focus on the scrims? That, that, like, that's the hype part, yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah, I'm just looking forward to scrimming all the international teams. That's usually the, like, the most fun part to see what their priorities are, how they play the game. Um, and yeah, just in general worlds, I guess. And uh, anything from you, Yamato? Looking forward to now I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer for my boys at G2. I'm I'm hyped for them. I call that they're gonna win MSI the moment they beat o, uh, Origin. Ole. I think uh, I'm gonna trust you. You know I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna say that you guys are gonna win worlds because I trust you guys to to get better. Because even though these games are cocktail, you guys show moments of brilliance, and that brilliance, if it's consistent, it's a it's a winner. Yeah. So I leave with that. G2 wins worlds. All right. Final notes from me. Quickshot has taken too long to get his frog tattoo. For all of worlds, he will be on the wall of shame. I will find the worst picture of him humanly possible. He will join Maurice Amazing, Stuckensteiner, the man who would not do the Volibear bear dance, and OG Deficio, the man who would not shave the letters FNC into the side of his head. Uh, on the wall of permanent shame at this point. Um, he might think it's worth it, but we're going to give him extra shame because that one, like, tattoo, come on, like, you committed. You're a caster. <laughs> Officio at least like has a reason. He works for OG now. It's yeah. technically difficult. <laughs> Amazing's in NA. None of these are ever he getting escaped. the doomed wall. Um, <laughs> and of course, I had one final thing. What was I going to say? Something about beating you in Mortal Kombat, I think. <laughs> 
You're gonna get absolutely smashed. We have a Mortal oh. Kombat rivalry. Okay, okay. He's not even gonna get around like serious. Uh, you can't. But, but you're good at fighting games. I'm pretty good at fighting games. I'm not as great at Mortal Are you good Kombat. at fighting games? We're both Mortal ramping Kombat? up. We're ramping okay. up. Yeah, we're ramping I, up. Fighting games is too hard, man. So I suck at fighting games. You can learn. You can learn. It, I'm good at Smash. Yeah. And Brawlhalla. It's a shitty version of Smash. Dude, <laughs> we can definitely play Smash. Brawlhalla. Um, okay. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Final note. Anyone, if you play any sick games for the off season. For all of the EU pros who might watch this who are looking for games to play, let us know what they are. <laughs> if you want G2 to lose worlds, give us a really great game that they could play uh, instead of scrimming. I mean, why do you think I'm allowed to every this game? This is I'm NA like, fans if you want to sabotage <laughs> EU. Combat combat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I could probably take on the... Um, okay, but really, we played a best of 19, and it was 10-9. What are okay. you talking about? I can't that get around. That was when I was first timing, but now I'm, I'm like, I perfected the game. You think I have I would like take on Sony Fox or Tyrant, I would okay, stomp okay. He wouldn't take a round of me. I'm sorry. Sonic? <laughs> <laughs> That was so good. That's, someone's gonna someone's gonna clip that. Send that to Sonic Fox. We're gonna get your ass beat, dude. Sonic Fox is way There's too no good. Way. We're both watching Sonic Fox videos to get better. I didn't. Okay, I'm, I got better on my own. Oh sure. Sonic. Okay, yeah. I we'll see what you did on your own. I have nothing to contribute. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for yeah, Euphoria season four, episode thirteen. Remember, we are on uh, a couple week break. We will be back 9th of October. Will be the next episode. It'll be a dive for episode. I don't know who will be here, but we will be talking about start of groups. We'll be talking about worlds. We'll be talking about plans. Um, yeah, get ready for another crazy weekend of league. OG versus Splice on Friday. The winner of that versus Schalke on Saturday. The winner of that versus Fnatic on Sunday for the uh, final two world slots, second and third seed to decide it all. Uh, get hyped for Worlds, folks. It's coming. Europe's going to be awesome. Just really strong. We're going to win. That's the, that's the state of things. Thanks for watching. See you later.